Sweet tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, but we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new sweet tarts, gummies, fruity splits, a uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet tarts dare to combine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 205. This week, web editor Alex escapes to the Swedish forest virtually by tuning in with Fleming Schott Hansen, chef and owner of idyllic foodie forest retreat, Stetsons in the Woods. They chat about what's grown on the forest floor at the moment how he's cooking with forage ingredients and his sustainable lockdown life in Sweden. Hi there, it's Alex here, digital editor, and I am currently tapping into the Swedish forest with Fleming Schutt Hansen. So a few years ago, Fleming and his family sold their Copenhagen home and moved across the water to a forest next to Lake Halle in West Sweden. And I was super lucky to visit Stedsons in the Woods in September 2018. And I'm not just saying this, like you can look at my Instagram feed back up, but it was genuinely one of the most magical places I've ever been. Um, not only because it was like the stunning serene setting, which we can chat about a bit, but the friendliness of the visitors and staff and how a community is formed while you're there. So each weekend is really unique to that specific time and place and the visitors and the seasons so Fleming hello hello um, <laughs> I know the rules have been quite different in Sweden for lockdown but we won't go too much into that because we're not here to talk about the coronavirus um, but it must be quite different at Stedsons at the moment because I assume you haven't had any guests so what have you been doing during the time that we've been on lockdown in the UK I mean, our life has been totally normal. Uh, we, we've been uh, building in the woods, hanging out with uh, nice people. Uh, I mean, it, it just confirms uh, the situation, can I say so? Um, just confirms uh, the importance of what we're doing because being out in nature is... Um, it's healthy. It's beautiful. We can uh, keep social distance. The Swedes are very good at social distancing uh, in general. <laughs> so we're kind of used to it. Um, no, but our, we've been building. We've been doing nice stuff. Um, Great. And um, what I loved about um, the the camp, can I say camp? Is it a camp? Yeah, is um, how every day is different. So when I came, I was, you'd say unlucky with the weather because it was raining, but we did have some lovely sunny spells. But 
every day is just different, isn't it? And all the elements are so beautiful. Can you talk a bit about Stedsons in the Woods throughout the year and how the different seasons reflect the, for, the for lake sure. and the yeah, forest? For sure. Yeah, but it's so true what you said. Uh, that That is what I love being here. Uh, that is the, the, the seasons. And we say that every day is a new season. And uh, that's almost true. Um, because when you live in a forest, it's not just bird songs you hear. You hear, hey, now this weird bird came back from Africa. Welcome back. And now the color is a little different from yesterday. Or you can actually tell today spring is here. Today autumn is here. Uh, and, and all these little uh Surprises, I guess, is not the right word, but uh, anyways, if something comes, a change comes, then uh, something unexpected, then your brain produces dopamine if it's a nice uh, change. So, so I live in a uh, dopamine-releasing environment, and of course, that is what we wanted to bring our guests to as well. Amazing. So yeah, um, Stedsons means a sense of location in Danish, doesn't it? Because you are in fact Danish. Um, exactly. So can we can we talk a little bit about your philosophy? So how can you go into a bit more detail about that? For sure. Uh, I've been working in the restaurant business for 20 years. And from the beginning, it was farm to table. Uh, the first 10 years, just because of the taste. But then uh, I got older and wiser and I found out what tastes better is better for ourselves and our surroundings. So uh, when you often hear about sustainability or well-being as something uh, related to scarcity, um, it's not true. It's a win-win-win situation. You can actually do something very, very meaningful just with, the, with your forks and knives. So, so we have created uh, a place where the whole premise for being there, for doing what we do, is that we don't use any added uh, toxics at all. Uh, so, so that means we have a, a water neutral kitchen because we we use lake water filtered for it back in the in the lake. Uh, we have composting toilets; they're non-smelly and they're Instagrammable. Uh, you don't see or <laughs> smell anything. toilets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so I, I believe we take when, uh, sustainability to to a next level, uh, and and right now it's uh, we are exploring how far we can go, uh, and we are making a lot of mistakes and uh, have to do things over and over again. But uh, at the end of the day, we have come very very far, bringing sustainability to a next to another level, and at the still and at the same time we can we we bring. We bring people with well used to luxury out in the forest. We we bring in the biggest international uh, lifestyle magazines out here, and, and, and they all write magic. <laughs> it was magical. They all write. So so I think we really prove that um, that there is a better life out there. Uh, on the long term, we want to make it scalable uh, for people to come out and live in the forest. But that's not where we are yet. Right now, we just. Uh, testing, exploring, and stuff like that. Amazing. Yeah, so it is really a kind of a movable, I don't, uh, it's not like a movable, but it's, it really, every day it's developing, isn't it? And what I loved about it is, as you say, that every moment, like 
every dish and moment is really reflects the forest at that moment. So the forest's floor is really cut. It's like it is like a fairy tale to use the that um expression, I'm afraid. But um it's like carpeted with blueberry plants and wildflowers and rock piles covered in edible moss. So it's just magical. So what's growing on the forest floor at the moment, may I ask? Because it's um, midsummer, isn't it? So But uh, thanks Alex. It sounds it's nice to hear from uh, others than myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is magic. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but it's true. We, we consider every opening night a, a harvest party because we uh, we harvest everything hours before serving, uh, sometimes even minutes. No, not sometimes for some, for like the herbs and the flowers and stuff like that. We talk minutes. And and uh, a few years back, there were so many mushrooms just around the, the, the forest, uh, the, the restaurant. So we could actually harvest the, the mushrooms after we had served the first course and served them on third course. So, so we bring vitality, which is very, very important for us because vitality is very closely related to, to energy. We bring that uh, into another level when it comes to restaurants. And we can only do that because we are not talking perfection here. We're talking the best we can. And I think that we, we reach a higher level doing so, actually. Back to your question, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so what, uh, t- speaking of mushrooms, when I came, it was the beginning of September and I remember we went foraging for mushrooms in the forest and I was just amazed at the sheer size of them. But also you let me into a little secret with, and you showed me your secret lake hidden at the bottom of the hill where the mushrooms grow. And it's just so amazing because nobody, obviously you, you guys knew about it, but you wouldn't know it was there. And I think that's what's so magical about the forest is you, it just has these little corners and, well, not corners, but little pockets. Um, are you, are you uh, harvesting mushrooms at the moment or is it not quite, it's uh, probably it's not, not the season yet, yet is it? Uh, but the chanterelles no. will come pretty soon, actually. So uh, so we're looking forward to that. But right now it's, uh, it's it's uh, we serve a lot of, um, where the, 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 the cones from the pines. Uh, actually, if you take ah. like the marrow of the cones, it's like it tastes amazing, actually. And it, it you can feel it's good for you. It's the, the fur shoots. It's the... How do you serve those? Um, the, the, the pine seeds, we do serve them raw, actually. Um, and and it's the same with the, with the, with the, the fur shoots. We, we use them for syrups, for vinegars, just uh, raw as they are in, in salads. Uh, and they're, they're growing everywhere around the restaurant and the kitchen, so, so we can actually just pick them uh, just before we serve them. And, and we can serve, serve plenty. Um, so, so that is a, a huge part of it. We, 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 we pick and we forage during service um, so because we, it, we are, it's, it's everywhere. And, and, and that is one of the things when you talk about permaculture. It's all about nature being abundant, and, and that is correct. Um, we have a lot of uh, sorrel uh, we serve right now, yarrow. Um, we serve... Um, What's plantain. yarrow? Yarrow, it, it's wild. It, it's weeds. Uh, people, it, it's in more or less everybody's lawn as well, actually. It's just a little herb and you can actually, you can serve, you can use the root as well, but I haven't gone into that because it's a lot of cleaning of soil and stuff like that but the, the, the leaves are just beautiful as they are 
Um, so it's right now it's a, a lot of the the little greens that what, what's amazing is they once the snow disappears they are there they're very tiny but they are so rich in vitamin C and and, and crispiness so uh, that is exactly what you need there now they're they have come to a size where they're easier to pick which is nice too so so it's 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 all the um, all the small herbs right now, and then in a bit it will be bigger things. And then, of course, there's uh, we shouldn't forget that the, the, the wild boar season just started. That is uh, wild too. And, um, of course, fish from the surrounding lakes. Uh, we serve a lot of pipe perch. And, and they were out, actually set out back in, I think it was back in the 70s. And they taste them, they were set out because they taste amazing. But now they have actually become a, a problem because they uh, they're they're two good hunters. Even they they even take the pike and the perch, um, and, and other uh, fish. So it's actually uh, solving a problem with an an invasive species just by eating amazing fish. So um, with the with the fish like how do you serve how do you serve that what do you cook it with we we, we it, it's it, it has become our a, a signature dish for us because um we we just take it and we cover it we we, we clean the gut that's all we do we keep the hair the, the the scales the fin everything then we just cover it in embers uh so i guess maybe that was the 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 first oven uh, man ever created so we just cover it totally in embers, and it's very, very spectacular. And you take it out again after, like, I don't know, if it's a three-kilo pipe perch, it's, it takes, like, I don't know, half an hour. It's very tolerant, actually. It's, it's very easy to, to, to cook. And I've never timed it. I, I say the fish is ready when it tells me to. Uh, ah. so <laughs> then you take it out, and it's totally black. It's like a Rembrandt uh, painting, more or less. And then you can actually just break the skin off, and it has baked inside itself and you can just pull the the fillet straight off the, the the bones so it's it's very easy you don't have to fillet the fish you don't have to deal with a lot of stuff you just clean the stomach put it in serve it half an hour later then we serve it with a, a bar blanc uh, and uh, pea shoots that we grow uh, we always uh, pl- uh, planting new peas uh, every week so we have fresh shoots for every week and then with the uh, wild sorrel. Wow. Mm. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it is. It's we, only we, nine we o'clock just... here, but I'm watching my lunch already. <laughs> and we can stand inside the restaurant and, and uh, just uh, plate it for the guests. And they can see us cutting the 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 pea shoots that haven't uh, drawn their last breath before uh, being eaten. So It's incredible. that I, I remember when I came, we had a stunning... Um, plate of freshly picked leaves and it was like a forest flower salad and I think often well I'm ignorant in that I often think that edible flowers are just served to look pretty but I know um Adam's actually writing something our uh deputy food editor he's writing something about edible flowers at the moment and how actually the taste, the unique taste you get from each individual flower is like, it's incredible. And I, I really experienced that when I came there. Do you have any, can you tell our listeners about some of those? I think we had uh, the 
broccoli-like kale flowers and that really nutty white rucola mm, um, and little tiny dill flowers as well. Do you have those at the moment or what, what um, flowers are you using? Not right now, actually. We, we, we have the kale flowers, actually, and the broccoli flowers. Uh, and they are, they, they taste really, really good. I, I actually believe that that is the best part of the kales and the, and the cabbages, that is, that, that is the flowers. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, some years back, maybe ah, time go, time flies. Uh, maybe even ten years ago, uh, when we had a, an amazing uh, veggie story, only with local producers in, in Copenhagen, uh, we were talking to some to, to some of the producers. And to, to some of the producers, we were standing out in the fields, and they they every, everywhere you where you where you cut a cabbage, two three new cabbages will grow out half the size. And when you cut those, two, three new cabbages are growing out. Then you have a, maybe a, a, an oxheart cabbage, a pointy cabbage, on, for, for, on a, for a portion. And that means that um, instead of just cutting them, leaving them to the soil, uh, you can actually sell them. Uh, and, and, that is, uh, and then you leave the, the, the cabbage or the kale in the, in the soil. And the next spring, you get the flowers and the, and the shoots. So now you actually get four harvests on a, on, on a kale to the benefit of the soil, the farmer, the chefs, and the guests in the restaurant. Uh, so, so that is amazing uh, for everything. Did that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It's, mm. real, it's like root to shoot um, cooking, isn't it? So using... All of like making sure there's no waste and exactly and 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 when the 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 plant is in the soil the roots just get better improving the soil quality so it's good for everything um, so um, so so we have the kale flowers right now and the cabbage flowers uh, and then we serve a lot of violets and violets they're so pretty and they contain uh, curamin I think the word is the same uh, stuff that is in the vanilla and cinnamon. So they have that sweetness, uh, which is really, really nice. And, and they are... Are they like literally the violet colour? Yeah, they, they, they are. They are. Uh, I would say all varieties of pink, violet and white. They're so, so pretty. And we can cover the dish with it. Uh, there's so many right now. And they're super medicinal as well. So where, where do they grow exactly in the forest? Do they grow in the forest, on the forest floor, or um, um, around the trees, or nah, by the lake? They, they grow uh, in open spaces, so along the road or uh, just around uh, in the fields. Stick around for some more chat from Fleming, including how he's coping with lockdown life in Spain. And I know you, um, when I came to visit, you had a beautiful little garden and it was it was just getting there and you had an insect hotel which I don't think you have anymore and some amazing little pigs but uh, I'm intrigued to know how that's coming along after two years since my visit so do you still is there loads of flowers and sorrel and honey being made there yeah exactly we we have a lot of bees now and uh, and um and they're doing very well. You can see that they, they, we need to expand all the time because the families are getting too big uh, for the hives. So, so they're doing great, uh, the bees. Um, we have made, uh, this, this season we made, a, uh, last season we made a, a, a greenhouse. 
about 100 square meters. And this season, we made an insulated greenhouse about 200 square meters because the, the season is very, very short here. On, on full moon, you can actually have um, uh, frost in the night. So the seasons are short here. So we made an insulated greenhouse. And in that, we have a 25 cubic meter uh, compost with a lot of chickens in it. And they keep the compost running. Uh, so that, mean, that means that we have a, a, a warm mass, like 50 to 60 degrees Celsius warm mass, heating the greenhouse. Um, so, uh, so that is uh, very, very interesting. I think that's a part of the beautiful future for this part of the world. And then we expand the, 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 the fields a lot and we cover the, the fields with seaweed so the soil doesn't get um, burnt or dry. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, we are, we are very, very close to be 100% uh, self-sufficient, even here in the early season um, uh, when it comes Incredible. to greens. Yeah. And I know you were planning on creating this. I know it's very much a work in progress, everything at Stetsons, which is what I love about it. But you were planning on creating a, a greenhouse style third space restaurant. Have you have you got anywhere with that or are you have you parked that for the time being? Because just for our listeners, um what was amazing, another amazing thing about the, the place was that you ate in this like semi-outdoor restaurant and the kitchen was actually outdoors and it's a yell-free kitchen, isn't it? So um creating that harmony in the forest. Uh, do you still have that that kitchen? Um, we have another kitchen, but it's still outdoor. I'm never going back to an indoor kitchen again. It's uh, a, a shitty day in an outdoor kitchen is better than a good day in, a, in an indoor kitchen. Um, so, uh, and there's a lot of uh, thoughts behind that. Uh, I mean, standing in, in an indoor kitchen, you don't know what weather it is, and you hear all the, 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 the noise from the machines, the dishwashing machine opening, letting out poisonous steams every third minute. And so, so uh, that, that is not, we, we're just listening to the birds and uh, jumping in the lake uh, before service and, and stuff like that. Uh, when it comes to that, uh, the third space, which was like a cheese bill we wanted to, or build yard we wanted just to put out in the forest floor. We, um, due to bureaucrats, I mean, that is what holds everything back, isn't it? Even the sustainable solution. Um, so we had to, they, they promised, uh, we, we, we left a pretty hyped restaurant in, in Copenhagen to make this project. So, so we, we had a lot of attention when we went out here. And before we bought the forest, we talked to the to the authorities, and uh, they were just yes, 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 yes. And then they, uh, when it came to it, it took them instead of the three and a half month uh, for permissions as they promised, it took more than two years. Um, yeah, it's uh, that, that has uh, that has made life very, very uh, difficult. Uh, we are almost back now from that huge de route. But anyways, uh, we, we, we built the, 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 the restaurant that you experienced uh, temporarily. Uh, we have actually just fixed it up. We finished this week actually fixing it up because it was too beautiful to be temporary. So it's still there. Uh, but anyways, uh, we're talking to the authorities and they were like, ah, you actually, by, by, by a mistake, we built it 20 meters 
close to, to too close to the lake. Uh, and I said, we have the permission from the region to build uh, close to the lake, but um, we're just waiting for the last permission from you guys. So while we have while we have this temporary thing, uh, you you can you can allow us to to have that temporary thing while we wait for the big build job project. And, but they were like, ah, we can't do that. And then I was like, okay, we have a platform. I don't have to ask for a platform. I may do, make a platform. Yeah, that's right. The roof is a tent roof. We can take that down every once in a while. Yeah. And our plexiglass uh, wind screams, they can be taken down in a minute and up again. So we can just take it down once in a while and put it up again. Uh, so it's not permanent. It's, so it's not permanent. And and the the bureaucrat was like, I, I, I cannot allow that. And I was saying, you know what? I'm not, you, you shouldn't allow it. I'm not asking you. I don't have to ask you. And then another guy in the room was like, he's actually right. And when I realized that, I was like, okay, we, ha- we have actually made a restaurant now 10 meters on, on a little peninsula. So on three sides, we have 10 meters to the lakeshore. Uh, so no matter where. Oh, wow, you, really? Yeah. So, so you can look in a, in a, in a 270 degree angle. And just look at the sea lake. Uh, and, and and it's all temporary. It's just permaculture. And when once we are out of there, we haven't left the trace. And and so so I really like the Belgian idea, but I think this is even better. <laughs> so uh, Yeah. So uh, but maybe another day, another project, who knows? So what are you what are you cooking in that kitchen at the moment? What uh, are you cooking today? <laughs> uh, first like you had actually the garden salad where we just mix everything that we can find in the in, in the garden right now different types of lettuce uh, turnips radishes um, um, yeah whatever we find in, in, in the garden um, uh, kohlrabi and then we mix it with uh, goat cheese from a small goat farm from here um and then next course is uh, that is the pike perch with the bra blanc and the pea shoots and the sole. Then a uh, uh, carpaccio of deer. And actually, it's not deer season right now, but uh, they it's very normal here to keep deer in, in huge fenced forests uh, out here. And since we had such a mild winter, they just ate wild for the last yeah, the last one and a half year. So uh, and they're being shot uh, while grazing. Uh, so they just had one bad day in their life or a very shitty minute, you can say. And, and, and that is our approach to, uh, to, to food. That is, we, we call ourselves habitarians, just, uh, serving and eating meat from, from animals who only had one bad day in their life. Habitarians, did you say? Habitarians instead of vegetarians. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Not heard that I like one it, before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's make so, it a thing. <laughs> exactly. Let's make it a thing. Um, because uh, in, 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 in real nature, there are animals and, and we need animals in nature. And we also need them uh, when you, when you f- uh, uh, farm based on uh, permaculture practices. You need animals. You need the manure. You need the, the, the fertilizer. Uh, so in a complete, balanced natural system, uh, there's also animals. Um, so and and it's also uh, every uh, every um, every kind of people uh, around the world uh, um, 
how to say that? Sorry, I, um, original okay. people. Original people. All original people have been eating uh, animals to some degree. Uh, so, mm. so, so it's a part of being uh, human. Human. So, but of course, uh, with respect, uh, conventional farming is uh, disrespectful, and disgusting. Yeah. Um, and just to round off, how I know um, you celebrate Midsummer in Sweden, and I love the I love the traditions that you guys have. Um, my cousins live in Sweden, and um, one of them is Finnish. And uh, I was just wondering how you celebrate it in the forest, because I can imagine it's again to use the word very magical time of year. So, yeah, how are you going to celebrate? Um, being a Dane, actually, it's not like a huge thing for us, but of course we celebrate uh, and uh, we, we try to do it uh, the, 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 the Swedish way with, uh, with the big bonfires and people getting together, eating together and enjoy, just enjoying the late, late nights. Uh, it, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I think it's, it's light till after 11 o'clock evening. So it, it is beautiful. So so hanging out with our staff and our friends, inviting them for uh, for a good dinner and a weird uh, Swedish dance around the bonfire. And <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have snaps, or is that cliche me to ask? Uh, I, it, we don't, but uh, it, it's it's so fun because uh, Sweden is pretty strict when it comes to certain things like alcohol for instance but there's uh sweden and then there's forest sweden and and <laughs> there's a lot of moonshining going on and there's a lot of fun stuff going on so it's not a cliche uh everybody uh, brings uh, their own uh, moonshine and um yeah nice yeah yeah because you can only there's only certain places that are allowed to sell alcohol in Sweden aren't there like I remember when I came last last year to visit my cousin and it was like you have to go to a specific uh supermarket and yeah it's it's quite bizarre but it, it's uh you it, seem to get around it quite well it's uh <laughs> but I mean the, the, so many so many Swedes went to America I don't know uh, 80 years ago or whatever because the potato harvest went wrong just like in Ireland actually So, so uh, Swedish culture has influenced um, uh, American culture a lot, and you can see they they, they have the same restrictions on, on alcohol. Um, they they are also the only the, the Swedes and the Americans are also the only ones uh, ruining a joke by saying just kidding afterwards. It's like, yeah, of course you're just kidding. Do you think I'm stupid or what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th there's a lot of uh, similarities, and it is it is weird, weird, weird rules. Oh, but yeah, it's I, I it's just wonderful how you've managed to create your own kind of space and culture and yeah, everyone can bring their own and do what they want, really. Obviously within yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um I think we'll have to leave it there, I'm afraid. Um, but it's been amazing to hear about how the forest is doing and what's growing at the moment. And yeah, I'm looking forward to when we can one day returning and seeing how it's getting along. Sweden um, is thank not you closed. For sharing your time. Sweden is not closed. You can come. Yeah, but I'm not sure how um, 
of flights and how yeah. uh it's just women yeah. are I don't really know yeah. how it's working at the moment. I'm hoping to get on a holiday in September. That's my goal. Sounds um, great. I've got a, book, a trip booked to Sicily. So, um, yeah. yeah. But I, I'd love to come and visit my, my family as well. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Um, but I will leave you to get on with your flower salad. Um, thank <laughs> you so much. Good Lovely to see you again. again. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. So that was the Old Magazine podcast. If you want to explore more of our podcast back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main podcast platforms and on our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. And if you're finding it difficult to get your monthly mark, why not become a temporary subscriber? You'll get the next three copies of Olive Magazine delivered to your door for a single payment of £12.50 saving 15% off the usual shop price with free delivery and no obligation to continue after three months. To take advantage, go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod3. Stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to.